Welcome back to Season 2 of That's So Second Millennium, the podcast where we explore how science and religion can coexist, because they can, and what they can produce together if we let them, because your third millennium will be a whole lot brighter if you do. Your hosts are Bill Schmidt and me, Paul Geesting. Hey, Bill. We made it. All the way to Season 2. Hey, happy Season 2, Paul. So, uh, yeah, we, we wanted to take some time on this episode and discuss what we've uh, done in Season 1, uh, look a little forward to Season 2, and then maybe dive into some of that uh, that subject matter specifically. We'll see, we'll see how far we get. Very good. It's exciting because I think we, we plowed a lot of new turf in Season 1 and saw how much more there is to be talked about. Yeah. Yeah, we started out season one uh, talking about a lot of the sort of philosophical issues. We've dealt with uh, metaphysics, we've dealt with evolution, Christianity, um, whether those are really so contradictory. We were just talking uh, before we started uh, recording here about another way in which, you know, <laughs> evolution uh, offering a purpose for humanity that's just, well, just multiply and leave as much of your genetic material as the next generation, which... You know, it's not very satisfying in itself, and then looked at from another perspective, as you pointed out. Be fruitful and multiply. That's that's out of the book of Genesis, isn't it? Yeah, that's an early mandate handed to us. You know, it's not it's not the whole story about what it means to be human, but uh, that part of the story is another point where evolution and Christianity actually say the same thing. Right. Um, and we talked about some of the history of science and how it how it proceeds by. Um, now, science proceeds, of course, by evolving, just as Christianity sees itself as evolving out of Judaism. I mean, there was a earlier dispensation, and then uh, Christ came to show us, you know, some of the, some of the holes not not to overturn everything, not to not to rip everything up and throw it away, but uh, to build on it and to put a new perspective on it. Likewise, yeah. you know, the horse, the history of physics, geology, and of course other sciences uh that that's that's a well-known feature of the philosophy of science that that uh that sort of change happens old data gets taken up into a new paradigm yeah we went to the yeah uh actually i went unfortunately bill didn't get to go to the one last year uh, the society of catholic scientists conference and that allowed yeah. us to engage with uh the ideas of Several of the speakers, well, all of the speakers at some point, not all of them had their own dedicated episodes, but uh, we talked about Ed Fazer, Valerio Scarani, um, obviously Stephen Barr himself, and several other people at the uh, at the conference, and their ideas about whether materialism is really an adequate description of the human being, and whether physics allows there to be something that doesn't fit the definition of matter and physical energy uh, involved in human existence and behavior, which as a matter of fact, there is, there's actually holes quite big enough for that to happen. Uh, I drew a lot of encouragement from the fact that there are groups like the society of Catholic scientists meeting now and uh, gaining momentum uh, as well as, uh, sheer numbers in asking, uh, questions, uh, compatible with, the third millennium and realizing that we've really only uh, just begun by accepting, recognizing the compatibility of science and religion and uh, knowing that uh, the problems of today are, are such that 
there's a good reason to employ every possible update of every possible uh, insight, uh, I think, uh, outside the uh, old envelope in uh, just about uh, every field of endeavor. And I want to continue our podcast being uh, a resource and a learning mechanism that uh, that contributes and coexists very synergistically with, with that world of uh, looking forward, looking into the third millennium and asking good questions and um, helping to develop new answers. Yeah. I mean, that is, after all, the point of the name of our podcast is, is uh, that. So second millennium, of course, is both good and bad. It's good in the sense that, um, you know, there there is that medieval synthesis between Aristotelian science and Christian faith that turned out to be possible, despite the fact that many people thought that it wasn't in the Middle Ages. Um, and of course, that went, that tension went on for quite a while, um, especially in the Muslim world, that tension went on for centuries, the tension yeah. between Aristotelian science and theology, and Europe kind of went along well, sort of asleep to Aristotelianism for quite some time, but it was still, it was tumultuous and it was a uh, big deal. It was, it's sort of, you know, to some sense it speaks to the, uh, to the greatness of the people involved in the debate in the 13th century that they saw it, they tackled it. Um, and in some ways, well, I think there are people who have been, who have been from the beginning of modern science in the 17th century on to today, um, tackling and dealing with the ideas of whether faith and science are compatible. The problem is they're they're kind of being shouted down, and they're yes. able to be shouted down partly because of the hypocrisy of the Christian establishment, which we are to the point where we are almost, um, you know, we're it's boy we keep we keep uh, burning down more and more of the old Christian establishment. I mean, just mm. thinking about in my lifetime, I just, I just think about like Ireland in my lifetime has uh, gone right. from being a place where, you know, the the Christian establishment, the Catholic establishment was still, you know, hanging on there in spades and, and it has burnt down. Um, at least that's yeah. my impression is that it has completely burnt down. And obviously, the sex yes. abuse scandal, of course, but that followed all sorts of other scandals of clerics be behaving in very non-Christian fashions, Christian, nominally influential Christians, political leaders acting in very, in ways that are obviously not Christian at all. Yes. Um, we're, we're, still with, we're still dealing with the aftermath of the hypocrisy of that. Um, yes, yeah. So that's, that's, that's another part of, of, of uh, what, what needs to happen in the third millennium to, to make it better than the second millennium. But uh, we can only do so much. That's that's not the focus of this podcast, but it's sitting there in the background. It's it's certainly I agree. In the background. Yeah, we have to stop burning down the bridges or pursuing a scorched earth policy, uh, kind of in resentment of mistakes made or incomplete knowledge acted on in the first and second mm -hmm. millennia, and we just have to keep plowing ahead and not look back in a sense, but very much look back in another sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's what, that's what we're trying to be part of is to put it out into the world that 
you know, to remind people that this is not the, the perceived contradiction between religion and science is not really there. The religious, yeah. especially, I mean, certainly, you know, obviously the, our point, we are, we are believing Catholics. We're vouching for the Catholic worldview and, you know, the listener from a different worldview, um, is free to translate it. However, however, it actually, uh, translates into their own, uh, philosophy and paradigm right but uh it's this this the catholic worldview is certainly logically workable it's consistent with the world that we've encountered in in the context of science there's not yeah. an actual contradiction there um that, that's that's if you've you know if you take if you're careful about what you take in as part of your catholic worldview that's right. It's not everything. This certainly not everything that's ever been called Catholic, and not everyone who has ever been willing to pass themselves off as you know speaking for the church. But it's you know if if you were careful enough, and that's you know that's an attraction. That's an attractive part of the Catholic worldview is that you can mine down to the part that is actual dogma, that is actual essentials, um, which isn't that much. It it doesn't uh, it it's the the saying have you heard the saying non overlapping magisteria? I think I might have. Please explain it though. I want I want to say I want to say that Stephen Jay Gould, um, who is a popular writer about science, I believe he's a paleontologist. I'm almost certain mm -hmm. he's a paleontologist. Um, and his his take is that religion and science simply don't overlap at all. And I think what we're some of what we're going to talk about in this coming season is that as a matter of fact, there are points of overlap. Um, Interesting, but there aren't yeah. necessarily points of contradiction. But there's still there's still a lot to be said for the non-overlapping magisteria idea. There is an awful lot of religion that is not meant to comment on, phys, you know, the nature of physical reality. Some right. of it is. There's a certain there's a certain amount of physics. There's a certain amount of biology. There's a certain amount of psychology. Um, that is you know that is part and parcel of, for example, Christian revelation. There, there yeah. are places, there are points yeah. of contact there, but there is wide expanses, uh, especially in the physical sciences, where there's, you know, the, the answers that we find in physical science are not going to be able to contradict, um, you know, our, our Christian dogmas, our Christian traditions, um, scripture. That's that's simply not even going to happen. That's not even a question. Yeah. And yeah. uh, by the way, the uh, for instance, the McGrath Institute of uh, uh, Church uh, Studies um, at Notre Dame makes good use of the term uh, incarnational uh, in, in uh, making this very point that um, one reason why there is this overlap is because our faith and our creed are all about the incarnation of God and God's love in this world. So it makes good sense to better understand this world using this world's knowledge base uh, alongside the theology and the spirituality that reach more toward the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's long been a, it's always been a part of uh, Christianity and I think even Judaism. I think that's fair to say. Um, 
that obviously we're going to learn something about the creator by examining his creation. And on some level, that's all we can examine um, is his right. creation. We can't, we can't look at him directly. He's revealed himself in Christ. Um, but that's, you know, the complete revelation is not in this life. It's we, we can only, we can only walk in that direction and contemplating the physical world actually is one of the ways we can do that. That's right. Um, that's right. The and the the third major component of what we talked about of what we did last uh, in the in the first season was we talked to a lot of people practicing faith practicing faith and science in their in their life. Um, we talked to Guy Consolmagno. That was that was amazing to get to get on a Skype interview with the director of the Vatican Observatory over in Italy. That was that was really fun. We had a good conversation with him. Yes. And uh, you know, we've talked to you know some of my old professors, uh, acquaintances of mine, Kirby Runyon, a planetary scientist, uh, very enthusiastic about faith and religion uh, issues himself. And then we talked to a lot of people uh, involved at the Institute for Church Life at Notre Dame. We just right. talked about the McGrath Institute, um, where they're calling, you know, Christopher Baglow, Jay Martin, Patricia Belm. Um, what they do, uh, what they're working on is trying to, uh, build this awareness at the, you know, especially at the secondary school level that faith and science are not opposed to each other. And that in fact, they should be taught in an integrated fashion to the degree right. possible. And it's, and it's, and it's possible to a surprisingly large degree, badly needed, badly needed um, at the school level, which is where they're working. They're working to help teachers uh, integrate science and religion in the teaching of high school students. Uh, and uh, boy, is that needed. Uh, it's it's at that uh, teenage level where kids are starting to just uh, slip away completely from any sense of that compatibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that fiction, and of course, they are, they are plugged into social media and media at large, um, which is still spouting that whenever it bothers to comment. And of course, by promoting, you know, in particular, you know, com uh, a, a sexual mindset that's contradictory to Christianity as well as pretty much every other religion that's ever existed. Um, they are, you know, they, that, that drives an unconscious wedge between, well, you know, of course I can't possibly live that way. So why, why would I, you know, want to read people who are just going to make me feel bad about, the way that I have to live because I have to, I have to live this way. Right. It's uh, yeah. I mean, so, so the, I, there, there's always a need to spread the Christian message. And in particular, at this point, we need a lot of people working on spreading it um, and trying to find the most effective ways to spread it um, because there's a lot of people spreading alternative messages and not really thinking through the consequences the consequences right. of, you know, all of all of the distractions and the things that we've convinced ourselves in the modern world that we can't live without um, have made us surprisingly unhappy. Right. We could, it's, it's, you think about transporting a bunch of peasants from, you know, the 13th century and dropping them into today and telling them, you know, there's really no point in, you, you're never going to have to worry about famine again. You're probably yeah. never going to have to worry about plague again mm -hmm. these things are just you're, you're just not gonna have to deal with them you're gonna you know you're gonna eat donuts and you're gonna die of a heart attack sometime past the age of 65 you're you know right. you're not 100 percent guaranteed 
But my gosh, the odds are better than they used to be. <laughs> They're right. a lot better than they used to be. Right. And uh, yeah, and that's and and we just and yet and yet we're so miserable. And yet, you know, people complain about how hard life is all the time. And yeah, we've we've lost that sense of meaning. Um, you know, we we we've lost a sense of of being able to cope with the difficulties in life. That's yeah. And, and that's not, we don't have to live that way. No, absolutely. The third, it's, the, uh, the third millennium doesn't have to be a story of us, you know, continuing to spiral downward that way. No, it's ironic that it should be uh, it, sh it looks like it's becoming an era of disempowerment for the human being. When everything we've been saying is that there's every reason to feel uh, empowered by that ability to, unify um, religious and scientific thought and ways of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much good. If we, we just let ourselves experience it. There's so much of so much good available. And for my part, while we're just looking briefly at the uh, past season, which I think involved uh, 53 episodes plus bonus episodes so that's no yeah. mean feat yeah. uh, and we're very grateful to our listeners but I wanted to also add my gratitude to various interviewees who um, were happy to uh, talk with us uh, spend their time with us I'm thinking in particular of uh, someone I'm privileged to call an old friend uh, Father Robert Spitzer SJ with the Magis mm -hmm. Institute and uh, Father Terry mm -hmm. Ehrman Notre Dame. Yes. We've just yes. had a, a real beautiful lineup of really interesting uh, people uh, from all walks of life, usually somehow combining science insight and religious insight. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've been privileged to have a lot of uh, people. Some, some of them are more well-known than others, but all of them had something very fascinating to say. And it was very generous of all of them to make the time for it. We can't, really read all their names into this podcast but please go back and look at our uh, look at our files look at the yes. uh, look at the back files for the uh, the first season on our website or on the feed in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast right so and then the second season and we already at the beginning of January sort of laid out um, some ideas for where we were going in 2019 but sort of recap those a little bit um, we're going to try to look more at the places where there's synergy between faith and science. And so to talk about issues, I mean, we were, we were of course starting to talk about that just now in terms of how can we, um, how can we improve human life in this third millennium by combining the religious and scientific mindset? And so of course we're going to talk a lot about psychology in that respect. We talk about issues like child development. What do, what do children actually need? Is our you know the the tendencies of modern society toward distraction and isolation are probably not helping us in terms of uh, child development. We're hoping to talk to Dr. Uh, Darsha Narvez. That's her specialty, so we're looking forward to talking to her very soon. Hopefully, uh, that'll be the episode for next week. Um, it takes us into topics like addiction. That's one of the fascinating things about the 20th century is that with the spread of addiction, alcoholism, drug abuse. 
and compulsive behaviors, overeating, eating disorders, sexual compulsion, all those things. And in the middle of the most materialistic century of human existence so far came the 12 step program, which is explicitly a spiritual program. And of course, you know, there's been an enormous amount of psychology and science done on addiction. And yet the 12 step methodology and outlook continues to be extremely important in how we deal with addiction, which is of course become a all pervasive problem uh, that we're, you know, we're all well, well aware of mm. whatever culture, subculture we inhabit. Um, right. There are, you know, there, so sometimes the, uh, the, the mixture of things that we can be addicted to is, you know, changes from one subculture to another, but, uh, but we're all familiar with it. And it's, you know, it's obviously a major has been a major political issue for a long time and it's created, you know, enormous social disruption. So we'll look at what, what is this spiritual part and how does that, you know, how does that interface with religion on the one hand and how does that interface with the science of how people actually behave and exist and think. And then we're also, of course, going to, uh, we're going to go to the, uh, we're going to try to both go to the Society of Catholic Scientists conference this time. It's conveniently located for Bill because it's in South Bend, Indiana <laughs> at the University yeah. of Notre Dame. That's Which exciting. Is not technically in South Bend, Indiana, um, but it'll be great. Uh, it'll be a great time. And they're talking about they're going to talk about the science of anthropology. Basically, we're going to talk about the origins of humanity. And so we'll really look forward to uh, hopefully getting to talk to some of the speakers directly, not just talk about their uh, not just talk about their presentations, but hopefully interview a few of them for the podcast. Um, and then uh, and then continue the discussion uh over the the course of June and July about uh what was what was discussed at that conference and how we can how we can look at that because that is still a you know that's 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 one of the major hurdles um in terms of you know reading the bible looking at the history of humanity and looking at the history of humanity from both the anthropological paleontological point of view as well as the point of view from scripture and other historical writings trying trying to get those and of course again it's not it's not an impossible problem but it's a problem that hasn't hasn't been worked through to a solution and this the solutions that are already out there are not widely spread instead there's you know there's the comp there's this simply a competition between i believe in science and therefore your bible is crap and i believe in the bible and therefore your science is crap right yep gotta be a happy medium there there's definitely there's definitely room for a little uh, meeting in the middle there. <laughs> yes. So I think we've got a good battle plan, as it were, uh, for mm -hmm. a second season. I hope so. Yeah, I hope it uh, it works out. And uh, we you will you will also note, dear listener, uh, that this episode the formatting has changed a little bit. We are trying to improve our audio technology. We've moved to the uh, Zencaster platform, which will hopefully result in higher quality audio, um, sort of standardizing some of the formatting of the podcast. And we hope that this all contributes to a better experience for you. And uh, hopefully you'll find us on uh, an increasing number of podcast platforms platforms yes yeah so we, we recently moved over to spotify as well um upgraded our hosting 
we are now uh the the podcast the main podcast is now hosted at that's so second millennium all spelled out dot net um so you'll find all the episodes there and you'll find uh our bios links to uh friends of the podcast people who've uh many many of whom have uh interviewed on the podcast and also some other resources and we'll keep trying to uh work on that and upgrade it for the time being we have a uh, greatest hits from the first season as the home page of the podcast but it, there is a link at the top of that page where you can go to the full episode catalog and you can also search the episode catalog on the left bar and you can go through the archives by month below that so trying to make it as convenient as possible and we really hope that you do go back and listen to some of those old episodes um, because people, you know, some really uh, neat people have contributed time and their thoughts uh, to what we're trying to do here. Right. It's a worthy effort. We appreciate their investment in it, and we're happy to invest our uh, modest efforts in it and uh, invite all of our listeners to uh, engage with us in the efforts moving forward. Right. Well, in fact, that will probably bring us to just about half an hour. So I think for this episode, we'll call it there. Um, be sure to tune in next week. We are going to uh, talk to Darsha Narvez uh, on Friday. That's the goal. And uh, we will get that podcast to you in the, uh, it should be next week. We should uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have an hour and we'll split that into two inter, uh, into two podcasts. And we'll talk about, uh, talk about her extremely important work on, how we can try to better prepare the next generation for this uh, business of human existence and how we can right. use both faith and science to do that. That's what it's all about. If you enjoyed this episode or it made you think, please subscribe to that. So second millennium via Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Podbean, or your podcast service of choice.